Welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show. It's the show that's all about having the most fun possible in the most beautiful place on Earth, Cape Cod, USA. My name is Eric Williams, and Greg is here. Hey, hey. hey. Greg, we have a giant... Giant show. How are you? I mean, oh. elephant-sized show. Like and hours. And we have to stuff it into a suitcase of a small amount of time. So no shenanigans today, Greg. So is this going to last like hours? It or could. What? This could be the longest show, longest podcast no. in the history of the world. Our poor listeners. Isn't that exciting for Our everyone poor involved? No listeners. Yeah, we will I know. be brief and to the point, and we will move on because we are moving on toward spring, Greg. Yes. And we are yes. saying goodbye to winter. Yes. And we are sailing into a new era full of promise and we will give you details on some science information about how this may be a very early spring i'll blind you with science greg (gasps) but first let's check the all-important cape and islands weather forecast for this weekend coming up february 29th saturday last day of february mostly sunny with a high near 36 and for march 1st Sunday, sunny with a high near 36. Very consistent weekend weather, but plenty of sunshine up in the sky. Let's check those tides, Greg. They're nice. becoming more important. I, I as crave, we think about swimming and things. I crave. So tides. now I, you don't like tides. No, I don't. I don't understand them. Oh, it's very confusing. You look at a tide chart, they, they, it's a they, giant they bunch come, of numbers. They come, they go. You I know, can tell you, I like, boiled it down for this weekend whatever. for the last day of February, the first day of March, 2020. We have mid-morning low tides, Greg. Okay. So put yourself there on the flats in the mid-morning, and then you're going to have to run, 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 run back uh, toward the shore as the tide rolls in for our mid-afternoon high tides. For all you folks going out there to explore Cape Cod, we say get out there and have fun. Now, Greg. Yes. This is a twisted tale that I'm about to tell you. Oh, my God. But it, it yields information like this. That is important because okay. it's about spring and okay. temperatures and planting and gardens. <gasps> planting and gardens. I am on board. It starts this way, Greg. Many years ago, mm. I was doing a story on uh, poaching lilacs, which I bring up probably every year. I remember that story. What are the ethics of poaching lilacs? I remember so whatever. that story. That I'm was, doing some research about lilacs. That was a classic. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's not right. Maybe if they're poking over public ways by the side of the road. We'll get to that later in the season. All right. But as I was researching lilacs, I came across this organization called the USA National Phenology Network. It's kind of a government thing, sort of involved in like the USGS and all those sort of weird government weather things that we rely on. Yes. And I found out that they use a, a type of lilac and a couple other plants to help predict seasons changing, whether it's early, whether it's late. Wow. Because they have observers all over the country, volunteer observers, yep, yep. who look at their plants, the same kind of plant in different places, and make judgments about the status of our climate Year to year. And this is their status of spring report, Greg, that's up 
right now on their website, the yeah. USA National Phonology Network. Embracing myself. Come okay. On. Come on. Make Here me- we go. This is some national information that we're going to scope down toward our area. Make me happy. All right. This came out February 24th, 2020. How does this spring compare to normal, Greg? All right. Spring leaf out has arrived in the southeast over three weeks earlier than a long-term average. Washington, D.C. is 24 days early with their leaf out on these lilac and other plants that they use. 24 days? Well ahead of the curve in these places. Spring leaf out has also arrived in parts of the west. Spring leaf out is on time to two days late in San Diego, L.A., and San Francisco. Ten days early in Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington. In parts of the southeast this year... This year's spring is the earliest in the 39-year record, which I think goes back as far as they might go back. Wow. So we're talking some hot, hot times down in the southeast. And then we extrapolate toward our part of the world, and we can say that uh, something called heat accumulation, which is how they sort of measure what's around already, heat that's around already and where it's going to go, yeah. It is already building up in the Northeast. Heat accumulation is ahead of schedule. Plant activity that typically occurs in March in April will be early. So now we have some information coming from science. So that looks like we're going to have a, an early spring and a warm spring. So it won't be the wet sucker that last year See, that's was, weird about That was dreadful. I just wonder if Cape Cod is immune from these vast predictions about uh, the Northeast. It's always wet. It's frequently wet. It's frequently kind of chilly. It's You know, it can be really kind of sucky. So. Well, I mean, uh, Punxsutawney Phil did predict an early spring, Greg, as you'll recall. You love groundhogs, environments of all sorts. They have a certain connection to climatology. That Don't just, you have a squealy little opossum somewhere in a cage uh, at your house that you throw out and see if... Uh, yeah, Oscar. Oscar. Oscar the opossum yeah yeah he, uh, he, he, he comes back and if he works scre- one day a year if he's screaming you know it's like it's like cold out there and so punxsutawney phil was right uh this information coming from uh, the government here usa npn the phonology network it's uh showing that things are warming up faster than normal across the country hmm. so there you it is you know what the downside of this is though what's the downside that the water in like hyannis harbor has risen like three feet and it's actually lapping at the side of the Cape Cod Times building. It's it's lapping at our foundation. Oh, look, yeah, that's look what Look out, yes. Yeah, I thought that was a puddle. You see it? No, it goes down to the harbor. No, but uh, one of the things that can happen... But we have lilacs. We've seen warm temperatures like in the Bay, warm temperatures in Nantucket Sound toward the end of the summer where it becomes less refreshing to swim. Yep, yep. And the same thing can occur in some of the ponds. So you wonder where this is all going. That's fascinating stuff, though. I'm not going to jump out on some crazy limb about insane big climate science. I mean, I guess... It seems things are going in kind of a warmer direction. Is yeah, that- but not, you know, it's still, I mean, uh, we've had some really horrible winters. What, five years ago? Yeah, that's years five ago. years ago, though. I mean, Maybe it's all over, Greg. Remember two years ago, March, the three or four nor'easters? That was horrible. I don't remember any of them, Greg. I was probably <laughs> drinking craft beer and playing Parcheesi. Uh, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Your, I can't with remember. Your, with your Irish sweater on, oh, you know, in some, in some bar somewhere 
warm. Throwing another thing of brick of peat on the fire. That's right. A nice peat fire. That's right. So anyway, I guess what uh, this might mean for us on Cape Cod is all the avid gardeners, which there are many, might want to think about what, throwing the the peas in a little early this year? Well, you get to wonder, you know, do you want to take that chance? Although I got burned last year when I did that. You've done it several years and you've you've gotten burned. We've had some frost and then my little pea plants give up the ghost, but I don't know. It looks like... You're a risk taker. Maybe we'll have a real spring on Cape Cod and that is good news. It does happen. It does. It does happen sometimes. We get a very, very nice spring. I don't know if I'd want to live in the southeast with these early springs and all of a sudden it's hot again and you're turning on the air conditioner again. yeah, yeah. And you're like inside. Eventually, if all this climate stuff really goes to heck the way it sounds like it might, I mean, we'll be glad we live in the Northeast and in New England and on Cape Cod in particular because we have the sea breeze. Yeah, see, my brother went to school in Virginia and he said, you have no idea what that heat feels like until you experience it. I've, I've never been Let's south hope it, of it never comes. Washington, you know? Well, it's 24 days early spring there, the leaf out. On the lilacs. It's going to be so hot. I once sent away to this USA phenology, and they sent me two free lilac plants. And then they sent me a couple dogwood trees. What? I don't know if they do it anymore. Uh, in return, I was supposed to uh, send my observations in, and I never, and you know, <laughs> never did. <laughs> and I gave one of the dogwood trees away yeah. to a neighbor. You, so I don't know. That's, you creep. You got free stuff, and you didn't even. Well, they're send still them planted and still growing. So oh, that's good. But I didn't report like I should have. But it, it's really nice to tell someone I get some free government lilacs. No, I mean, but you, what what you just reported on is 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 potentially historic. I mean, it's. Hot. Amazing. Hot, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Well, it's all about moving on and moving up and uh, making the most of our time here, Greg, on Cape Cod. Interesting phenomenon this particular year. I'm not sure I understand it. It might involve pogo sticks or uh, high jumping, uh, like the Olympic sport, but they call it a leap year, Greg. Which means we have an extra day in February this year. It comes along, oh, every 14,000 days. I know. Is that, uh, isn't that amazing? Every four years. is incredible? It's a leap year. This is a leap year. We have a February 29th. Now, Greg, in our pre-production meeting, yeah. I mean, you were on fire with the ideas oh, just yeah. popping out of you. Oh, yeah. And this particular one, I just got to give it an A-plus grade to. Yeah, wait until you hear my list. And now, you, this, you, you probably this say, particular phenomenon I have here on my piece of paper geez. is called... Greg's Extra Day. Yeah. What a nice thing. You have an extra day. You have February 29th here in the leap year. Exactly. It's your chance to do a bunch of things that you might not have had time for in the past. Right. This is your chance to spread your wings, Greg, to perhaps leave your bunker and your compound over the barbed wire and then out into the Cape Cod world to achieve things that can only be done here on the extra day that somehow has been bestowed upon you. What you've described is exceedingly scary, and I think I might stay in my house. Oh, no. There goes Greg's extra day. And put up the barbed wire. He'll be more morose than usual. <laughs> so well, what, yeah, Greg, what yeah, are you going to well, do with well, your extra well, day? Well, yeah, exactly. You know, you have this extra day. What are you going to do with it? I thought, you know, I came up with a list of things that I never really done before and they're sort of i think they're okay. all said hi, said hi to your neighbor yeah um that's wish people merry christmas <laughs> 
Yeah. Said happy birthday to someone. Um, i done something on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's right. You didn't do yeah, anything, I and didn't, I did I flowers didn't. and presents. You're such a good guy, but you're much better than I am. Ugh. I'm not. All right, then what so, will this day bring? So so anyway, so I, I thought of uh, five or five or six things that I've, I've never done. Oh, wait, we got to we we get some kind of, let's see, there's uh, got to be some kind of sound effect. Da, da, da. No, that's not it. It's, it's better than that. <laughs> no, it's not a bomb, really. Oh, come on. It's fireworks. No, I don't know about that. No, it's better than that. <laughs> no, all right, forget it. Forget it. All right, here's Greg's super forget five or six it. things to do on his extra day in the leap year. Okay, eat saltwater taffy. I've never eaten saltwater taffy in my had a piece. entire life. Now, that's so funny you mentioned that because I actually was thinking about building a photo gallery of saltwater taffy <laughs> and then calling it saltwater taffy thumbs up or thumbs down. Do people really like that stuff? I don't know. There's there's this place in, in uh, South Yarmouth. Yes, beautiful. On Route 28. It's been there since I was a child, I think. And they sell saltwater taffy. It's open in, in season. And if you're there when the never, light is right and yeah. it shines on the open yeah. building of all the colors of the rainbow of taffy, it is beautiful. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have and you have you have you ever had it? Oh yeah, I've had it. It's, is it it's, is it good? It's wicked sticky, and the flavors are pretty bold. I will oh, say that it gets it gets like caught in your teeth. I it hate, could I, do that, but it does like carry flavor well. And I have seen it made up yeah. at Cabot's Candy in Provincetown in the basement. Yes, they have this taffy making wonderland, and it's really intense because. It's got to get stretched way out. Is that the machine yeah. that, that, oh, that, like, that kind of like spins and oh, stretches it's, it's and, wild. and stretches? And then, yeah, and, the flavor. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's really impressive to see. And they also uh, seen that. have an excellent assortment at Cabot's in Provincetown. And I see people fill up their bags yeah. by the pound, by the box. People I get just, it to bring home. I, I don't know why. My family, we never bought it, as far as I know. So as you're going to try a remember. piece of saltwater taffy. Yeah, if they're open. I can get you some. I'll bring some in. You can? Absolutely. All right, all right. Okay, along the lines of your 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 current obsession, what's the name of the uh, business around the street, Raisin and Oatmeal Cookies? Oh, Salt. yeah, it's uh, Kayak Cookies. Okay, okay. And the cookies themselves are called Salty Oats. Okay, okay. I'm going to go buy a package. That is fantastic. You'll be so happy, Greg. I know I will. Okay, three. I'm going to eat a mussel. Now, now wait wait, I, wait I, a minute. I have never... I mean, I love mollusks. I, I, I love oysters the best because they're the, 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 the king and queen steamers. Uh, but you don't eat raw oysters. I will not eat royal... I've known people who've gotten, like, super Oh, Greg, sick. you gotta live. Super You gotta live. Sick. You wash it down with a strong drink. Sick. Now, oh, that kills all the bacteria. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good at that. Um, there's something about mussels. They're they seem like they come from the the very depths of the mud, and they're kind of they seem sort of to me like kind of dirty or something. Just not not palatable, not dirty, but just not palatable. There's something about them. Well, I mean, I'm not sure about the mud factor. I've always seen them like on breakwaters, like on the rocks, accreting to the rocks. And, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I share you your leeriness s- of mussels, although I have eaten them on, on yeah. almost many occasions. Yeah. And they taste pretty good. My brother-in-law loves them. When he goes out, he gets a big bowl of, of mussels. He uses the uh, you know half shell to kind of scoop, scrape it out. My wife's out. the same way. And they just they just love it. And I've never some kind of wine and garlic sauce or yeah, something. And I've been steamed. kind of afraid. I mean, I'll I'll eat pretty much any mollusk. I went to a restaurant in Montreal, 
and the whole restaurant, the only thing they served was like mussels and french fries. <laughs> and they made mussels in all sorts of different broths. So you could get like wow. hot spicy ones, gar- garlic buttery ones. Yeah. And they'd come in this beautiful silver dish. You'd take the top off and... What a smell. That sounds wonderful. Well, but I mean, now you gotta you gotta belly up to some mussels. Yeah. Maybe the next time I'm out actually at a restaurant. I'll, Which I'll, will be never. I'll, I'll get mussels. No, you no, no. Go, you don't dare to do this. Mussels, yeah. Mussels. Mussels. But this would I mean, be brave. What if I don't like them? He was I mean, a brave man who eateth the first mussel. What if I don't like them though? They they taste they taste kinda like clams, maybe. Okay. Alright. Not as good as oysters. Oysters are the I mean, oysters are the best. Raw oysters are the best. I have had raw oysters. They, they are, they're great. They're great. I just, I, I, I don't, I feel like I'm playing Russian roulette, you know? Life is Russian roulette. <laughs> Maybe in your world. What else will Greg do on his extra day? Okay, visit Edward Gorey House in Yarmouthport. I've never been there. Have you ever been there? I have been there on several occasions. Several. And I've had good times there. And it's only just... I don't know, five miles from my house. It's right on 6A or right off 6A in Yamathport on I mean, that little beautiful I've, green there. I mean, we've all been a huge fan of Edward Gorey. Oh, yeah. Illustrations, yes. artists. Yes, uh, yes, just yes. Just man about town. General creepiness, but um, funny. And we actually have one of his books. It's a it's a, it's a hardcover, actually. It's right. called uh, The Curious Sofa, and, and there's a subtitle to Does it. Does the sofa eat people? A, a pornographic work by Ogdred Weary. That must be sort of a pseudonym. I believe so. It's a very funny book. That place um, is nice. It's filled with little knickknacks. It's a tiny place, really. Yeah. It's a beautiful house. Are uh, there are there still cats there? I'm not I'm not sure of the generational pattern of the cats. When yeah. I was there, and this was a number of years ago, there yeah. was uh, a cat that was part of that lineage. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if there's cats there though, because cats are all about. I mean, that's what that world is all about, is cats. Well, there's a great photo of him with a, with a cat kind of draped around his, So you're going to go to Gory's house? His neck. Well, I know... How far is that? Five miles from your house? Yeah. You never really... Well, this is great. I'm friends with um, a, a docent there, so I figure... Friends uh, with a docent. The, a docent, The yes. Greg story. Is that the name of your autobiography? Bum, bum, bum. Friends with a docent yes. will return after these commercial messages. Uh, admission is $8. I, I cannot vouch for whether they're open right now because it's winter time down here. They're in Strawberry Lane. So you're going to break, break in? Which is off, off uh, beautiful Route 6A, very historic Route Very 6A. nice area there. Yes, Greg, that's great. Okay, this is my last thing. Very Cape Cod. This is the ultimate Cape Wait, Cod Wait, th- this is the do. last one? Yeah. Do the drum roll. Climb the inside of a lighthouse on Cape Cod. Wow, you've I, never done that? I've never done that. Well... The closest I've I, I've come is and and these these are my favorite lighthouses the uh, three sisters in East Ham yes is look in the windows but I've never actually been inside why so, you're well so, on your way Greg so I press my With nose incredible you know? adventures that you <laughs> yeah. have I could probably like see the whole thing I mean the climb I mean it's it's it, they're they're very short for people who don't know the three sisters they're yeah like, that's a good starter like, lighthouse like, Greg like, that's a good way well, to begin your journey just in case you get kind of dizzy you know you start going up the the three hundred steps and you go, oh my god I'm, I well I know you can climb Highland Light uh, in Truro in season uh, I've been in there I've been to the top of that one I have been to the top of Nobska Light because we did a story this is back when the, I think the Coast Guard was still in charge of it that may have changed 
And it was this one Coast Guard guy's job to change, like, the light bulbs. No. And that's what he did. He went around to all the different lighthouses that they were in charge of, and he would make sure the light bulbs, I think, like, lens bulbs, too. Fresnel? Fresnel, yeah, I was going to say. So he was, uh, like, this light bulb expert. Lenses. But he said it wasn't that hard, and light bulbs aren't that heavy. I was at Nobska years and years ago. I did a story on, uh, what was it called? The uh, Santa Claus in the helicopter. Oh, sure. Flying Santa. Yeah, no, he landed right there. It was very exciting. Um, So those are some of the things. Those are excellent things, Greg. That came to mind, but they're very, very, very Cape Cod. I think it's great. We have an extra day on Cape Cod, folks. What a gift. Happy Leap Day! Yay! Now, Greg, you're an audiophile, wouldn't you say? I am. You're a man who likes to listen to certain things. You're very persnickety about your audio choices, about your music choices. Extremely picky, and I'm very critical of of music I don't like and people who listen to it. But let me ask you this. Do you still maintain a, a collection of LPs on vinyl? I do. How many vinyl records do you think you have? I think I have maybe... 200 That's a lot. Final LPs. Right. And I actually went through a period of, I don't know, a few years where I started to digitize my LPs. Wow. But it, it's so time consuming because you basically have to sit there for 30 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever and, and just sit there. And try to while, flip it over real fast. While your, your, your LPs recording and then you have to stop it and flip the record and start it up again. Oh, Greg. And then you have to go back and, and you have to make these marks between the tracks on oh, your okay. software. Please, please stop. Oh, man, I'm screaming inside. <laughs> I guess outside too. That sounds horrible. Here's an event that even you could enjoy, because vinyl has been making a comeback oh, for a long time. Vinyl's huge now. I mean, uh, there's Instant Karma Records up there in Orleans, which is just a beautiful temple of vinyl and other places. Spinnaker Records Spinnaker. Was, right uh, here I, in Hyannis. I was just going to say Spinnaker. I mean, what a store. What fun to Great go place. in there Great place. and get your high fidelity yeah. uh, on. Bring your own vinyl nights on Cape Cod. Bring your own vinyl nights. The next one coming up is this Saturday. It happens to be February 29th from 8 p.m. to midnight. uh, And that's at the Wee Pub at uh, Cape Cod Irish Village, Route 28 in South Yarmouth. Now, this event coming up, uh, it's the latest of several gatherings they've had. It invites audiophiles to spin their favorite record. So you can bring a record wow. and play it for everybody else. Wow. $5 at the door to that, get in. That is cool. Uh, and it's sort of uh, building up and a bunch of excitement for an upcoming Vinyl Fest, which will be in April. We'll talk about that later. So this is all about people who love records, want to show their records off, yeah. maybe dream yeah. of a, acquiring some of those rare LPs. Like I think the classic one is the Beatles yesterday and today with the butcher cover on it. They talk about that. Where there's like, in the it's such a film. weird photo. It is a very strange It's like they photo. have doll parts and meat. It's very strange. And they're wearing like butcher's outfits. Yeah, and they're all covered in blood. That's it's... no way to sell records. No wonder the record company was like, are you kidding me? I can't imagine. The I other one imagine. I know of uh, what were you thinking? that I always wanted to get was the Leonard Skinner Street Survivors one. And the rare one has them standing like in flames. And then they put out the rest of them. They're just standing there, no flames. So there's a Skinnered one involved there. What was what was the one? The uh, David Bowie. He was dressed in a dress. Um, and the other. Oh, one... that was the soundtrack to Mame. 
<laughs> when he did that. I can't remember which one that was. I don't think it was... Um, I can't remember. Well, I, here's, here's an interesting quote about... Uh, the quality of listening to a record compared to digital, let's say. Okay, right. Uh, Tony Rain, who is like the, one of the directors of yeah. the uh, yeah. uh, the Melody Tent, one yep. of the yep. bookers or something like that. Yep. Uh, he says, quote, a lot of people think it's a myth, but the quality of vinyl is warmer, he says. Mm-hmm. Likening vinyl records to a regular light bulb versus an LED light. There's a kind of a cold feeling to LED lights and a cold feeling to digitized music. Do you so, find that to be true? I do, yeah. What is yeah. it? I think because digital is so precise, every little every little thing is is being presented as opposed to maybe not everything because back in the day that kind of recording um, the equipment you know wasn't as maybe sophisticated so it wasn't like pulling every single zero and one well but that, I think I don't so I disagree precisely. somewhat with your theory because I think the problem with digital music it, as you uh, go into that binary world of zero and one yeah, yeah. a choice has to be made yeah. whereas in the world of vinyl albums it, I think that can be round it doesn't have to be yes no yes no with peaks little peaks little jagged peaks uh, it can be a rounder no, sound that's, curve that's, that's, that's my theory no, no no I think I think your theory is better than mine so anyway vinyl nights uh, bring your own vinyl imagine that showing up to a party with your records I know, that's old be, school I haven't done that in years that's right? coming up Saturday February 29th 4 to 8 p.m. at the Wee Pub at the Cape Cod Irish Village sounds intriguing and on we go, Greg, with today's Walk of the Week. Ah! Have you been doing any walking, Greg? I haven't been getting out. What's been going on? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Have you been brooding again, Greg? Not that much. Somewhat, though, right? A little bit, maybe. Oh, no. What's what's bringing you down, Greg? Nothing. nothing okay, I'm just nothing. finding out. You have... Nothing. Well, I mean, I Whoa. should... <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> I mean, I should be feeling pretty good because of the weather. I mean, it's not like we've been, like, cooped up inside. Do you know how warm it was over the weekend? It's or warm Monday? today. It was, like, 50 degrees. I eat lunch in my car every day in the parking lot of the Cape Cod Times. <laughs> yes. And usually I'm cranking the engine, getting yeah. the heat going. Today, I didn't that, even have to turn it on because uh, the sort of sun coming into my car huh. had already warmed it up like a greenhouse. Hmm. So that is something. All right, so this past uh, Sunday it was, my wife and daughter went out for a quick turn around the Fox Island Marsh and Pilgrim Spring Woodlands Conservation Area in Wellfleet, Greg. Yes. It's becoming very nice because my daughter, who is uh, a teenager, has taken to sort of enjoying a few sojourns with us in the woods along these trails. So she doesn't uh, consider you to just like... You know, freaks to be. Oh well, that could avoided. very well be. But she likes getting out and taking a walk. My other daughter's like, "What?" And then dives back into her phone. But that's the way it goes. We go out. We went out there. That's funny. Now this is located uh, in Payne Hollow. You go Payne Hollow Road to Baker Road. At the end of Baker Road, all of a sudden there's this parking lot, and this just lovely pine woods slash marsh kind of setup. It's pretty extensive. I think it's more than. Let's see, 68 acres and 100 acres of marsh, wow. where you're looking across the marsh toward yeah. that mysterious Lieutenant Island, Greg, oh, in Wellfleet. Wow. Love, I love that that's place. That's an evocative setting. I love that. I mean, that's a wacky-looking place. It is uh, I once saw, I think it was eight blue herons in a row at the marsh here, at the Fox Island Marsh and Pilgrim Spring Woodlands area. 
Uh, there's a place called Whalebone Point. Yeah. Uh, where you walk to the end of the trail, you almost feel like you're on uh, the the front part of the Titanic. Is that the bow? The bow of the Titanic, like in the movie where oh, yeah. Leonard DiCaprio gets up there and like yeah. his heart goes on. Yeah. It's beautiful, yeah, Greg. It is. So we were out there on a bright and sunny day, mixing between woodland and marsh side, and horseshoe crab shells yeah. and stuff like that, and it was really beautiful and very local for us. And that was very nice. You can uh, check out the Wellfleet Conservation Trust website to get a map. And uh, if you're out there in the area, it's a good place. Uh, Here's the map, Greg. Can I see the map? Yeah, I see the map. No, I'm just wondering if I've ever been there. No way, Greg. You don't know Wellfleet. No way. Paint Hollow? Whalebone Point. It's funny. The sign says uh, Pleasant Point, Paint Hollow. That's what the road says, the, the sign on the road. Meanwhile, while Greg looks at a piece of paper on the podcast, I will move on with more exciting content here on the Cape Cod Fun Show. Greg, you love psychics. I know you love their power and their energy. And what's better than when a psychic is also a comedian? (laughs) Here comes psychic comic John Stenson. John Stenson Stetson, like the hat, will return Saturday, February 29th to the Comedy Dinner Series at the Cape Cotter Resort and Spa right here in Hyattis. Starts with a buffet uh, and a cash bar at 7 o'clock and a show at 8 p.m. And tickets are about $60. And you can find out more at capecotterresort.com slash comedy. And picture of the guy. He's a comedian holding a crystal ball, Greg. Uh-oh. Is that too much power, someone who's funny and can predict the future? I'm always kind of afraid of people like that. So are what you? Would it, are what, you? Are you afraid of I people I figured like he'd say something like... Oh, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna break your ankle. <laughs> Everyone else is like, <laughs> and then you know. it happens, right? Yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if I I'm yeah. not sure how I feel about uh, snap comic psychic John Stetson. It could be so. It could be interesting. Dinner could theater sounds good. Sounds elegant. Yeah. You and the missus could get out there, Greg, and yeah. you could put on your tuxedo. I was just gonna say I could put on my tux. Well, no, I have another event for you. Oh no. For, uh, for tuxedos, this is the one, Greg, you are yeah. uh, of some Scottish heritage, I remember. Yes, I am on my mother's side. Highfield Hall hosts Fourth Burn Supper. Oh, yeah. An evening of whiskey, poetry, haggis, and merriment is how Highfield Hall describes its fourth annual supper honoring Scottish poet Robert Burns's birthday. Mm. Party includes a traditional Scottish meal of ceremonial haggis. Which uh, also includes salmon, turnips, potatoes, fish chowder, stew, and bread pudding, toasts of whiskey, storytelling, recitation of poetry, trivia prizes, bagpipes, fiddles, and singing. It sounds lusty. Of course, you know Burns. He's a, I mean, great poet. Uh, maybe most famous for writing "Old Lang Syne." Yep. And that takes place 5.30 to 9, Saturday, February 29th. A lot going on on Saturday. I'll take the uh, whiskey, please. At Highfield Halls and Gardens in uh, Falmouth, highfieldhall.org for more information. It is a bit pricey. Tickets run from 100 to 125 Yeah, you know, that sounds like a lot of dinner and a lot of, you know, stuff Maybe going on. Maybe some whiskey? And some whiskey. Some What's your favorite whiskey, Greg, just so we know? Single malt. Um, Talisker. All right, there it is. Yeah. A recommendation yeah. from Sippin' Greg. It's very smoky. Now, for those of you who want to go out for a meal and not pay quite so much, how about the buffet breakfast? Coming up Sunday, March 1st, at the Falmouth Navigator Portuguese American Association, 55 Ashamit Road in Bourne. 
And that is a full-on breakfast. Eight bucks for adults, five dollars for kids twelve and under. Uh, that is uh, 55 Asherman Road. And uh, or is that Falmouth? Born? I think it's. I think it's Falmouth. I think you're right. Or no? There is. There. There's an Schumann Road. In anyway. Anyway, because you know, whatever. <laughs> it must be in Falmouth. Get on the road. road it, it'll, it'll take you there. I'm a big fan of these like VFW breakfasts. Breakfast, I know. I know. I'm a I even, huge fan of those because they pile it on, and often they know how to make a pancake. <sighs> They just put it on your plate. I haven't been to one since I was like a They kid. don't ask whether you want bacon or sausage. Usually it's both. Just here you go. <gasps> both? Can you believe it? I thought you the always... The I, I thought you always had to choose between... You couldn't have both bacon oh, and come you know, on, sausage. Greg, you to, uh, hey, do you want both? Greg, this is a uh, hearkening back to your early days. Uh, back when you were driving a Ford Thunderbird with fins and you would uh, wear a white t-shirt and you take your uh, package of cigarettes. Oh, of course, And yeah. what kind of cigarettes were you smoking at the time? Marlboros. Marlboros, not the reds, lights, uh, just the hard, filters, hard pa- parliaments hard- with a filter. I smoked those too at one Gee, point. Gee, so you'd oh, roll yeah. up the cigarette pack in your uh, the sleeve of your yeah, t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. And Used you had that, that ducktail haircut, that kind of thing. Yeah. We're talking about the 1950s, Greg. Yeah, which was cool. Back to the 50s. A little Bill Bill Haley. Fundraiser. Yeah. The Bourne Historical Society will hold an all-ages sock hop fundraiser. Woo. That organizers describe as a night of rocking and rolling and swinging and shouting. That takes me back. There'll be prizes for best-dressed guy, gal, and couple, a limbo contest, a hula-hooping contest, silent auction, a bunch of food, cash bar, a bunch more things. That's Saturday, February 29th, 7 to 10 p.m., at the Weary Travelers Club, 77 Valley Bars Road, Monument Beach. Have you? What is that? God, no. I Weary don't, no. Travelers Club. I don't know. It sounds very interesting. $15 in advance, $20 at the door. That sounds like a hoot of an event. Do you still have your poodle skirt, Greg? No, no, I don't. But my 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 father in the uh, '60s, he actually made you know he's a he's a handy guy as you well know. Sure, you know does like wood stuff. He made like a limbo bar, you know, a limbo, you know, so that the bar you know could go like up and down. Limbo, limbo. Wait a second. Limbo, so you had like an official limbo? Yeah, he setup? made he made a limbo. So bar. did you guys have limbo contests? No, my parents uh, had these uh, epic uh, cocktail parties. Come on. Cocktail parties. And they do the limbo during these cocktail parties. And, you know, we had to go to bed, of course. And we were upstairs just trying to sleep. And you had these, you had these drunk, you know, people downstairs. Like, going, and then, like, <laughs> falling to the floor eventually. Isn't that the way all limbo contests end? I think so. I mean, how can you get back? How can you get your body to go back? I mean, if you went head first, but you didn't you go head first. You can't go head first in a limbo contest, Greg. It's like, you got to get your tummy gyrating. Yeah, you got to sashay. Yeah, they even had a theme song. Did you ever try limbo on the, you know, when no one was around? I probably did. I, I don't remember how I did. I probably didn't. Are you a limber fellow, Greg? I don't think like that. I can, I used to be able to jump over things. Really? But I couldn't get like under Couldn't get low. How low can you go, Greg? How low can you go? So that is a sounds. How about, how about hula hooping? You you were always good at that, right? I was I was a champion. Don't you need hips and a posterior? And you're a noted skinny <laughs> fellow. It's hard for me to figure how you would work that. Yeah, that's true. That my... hula hoop would have to travel so far to get back to contact with your body. Yeah, my nickname in uh, college was uh, 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 No Bum Greg. <laughs> Here he comes. Where's his bum? We don't. 
He doesn't have a bum. They How's would remark as, as you came up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You, so yeah. You, you would always try to like sort of back out of rooms. <laughs> <laughs> no, bum, Greg. Please tell me you're kidding. No, that that was actually true. Oh was no, actually, was, no bum. Well, they used a word with a with that began with an A. <laughs> I I don't think I can use it in a plate. Now, have you uh, ever thought? Show. Because now it's very popular to have a bit of let's call it booty. Right, right. Yeah. And there are ways, I think, surgically, you could enhance your posterior. Have you ever considered it or priced it out? Uh, Greg Kardashian? <laughs> I mean, you can do it if you want to. I've, I've heard that. I've heard that. But, but you've no, never... No. So you're just going to go with it? No. I, I You know, the, 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 the traditions must be upheld. So... Uh, uh, no bum. No, no bum. No, no bum, bum, Greg. That's no bum. Uh, very uh, shocking. Now, Greg, I know you have been concentrating quite a bit. On the election coming up, Super Tuesday. Oh yeah, is Tuesday charts this Tuesday coming up? Charts, and we don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, you can come to the Cape Cod Times website, CapeCodTimes.com, and see all the coverage that Greg is going to be putting together. One thing I didn't know about uh, elections is that it seems to be a time when people have election day bake sales. Have you ever heard of this? No. I've got two for you right here. I didn't know that. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is. And I love any occasion for a bake sale. We've got a couple of them coming up on Tuesday, March 3rd. There's an election day bake sale from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. What? At the West Barnstable Community Building on Meeting House Way includes clam chowder. All sales they, benefit the library. How can they have that many? Do baked, people vote there? Baked goods. I wonder I mean, if it, it's in conjunction with the polling places. Oh, maybe. Which would like, be a good reason for foot traffic. It must be something like that, right? Yeah. So who knows? Right. I, um, you know, yeah. that's a long. That's a very long. That's a an eleven hour bake sale, Greg. That makes sense because I think the polls don't they open at like seven or eight? They close at eight, I believe. Good Lord. I should vote early, but I have to take my daughter to the uh, election, uh, the the voting with me for her government class. Oh. So she has to accompany me. She did it last time, too. She was right there in the booth. Yeah, maybe you could, like, uh, slip her a ballot. Oh, jeez, Greg. (laughs) Vote early and often. (laughs) That's it. With your high schooler. There's another election day bake sale from 8 a.m. to noon at the historic West Dennis Graded Schoolhouse. I've never been to that. That's 67 School Street. Oh, I know where that in is. In West Dennis. It's this big building. It's as it used to be the Oh, uh, didn't you go to school. school there back in the day and they'd wrap your knuckles over and over? Yeah, and I used to have to ride a horse, you know, to get to school. And then you'd have to use the privy. Ooh, outside. <laughs> in the cold and snow. God, that was awful. Those weren't good days, but there's a bake sale. So two bake sales coming up. On election day. That's kind of cool. I like it the is. idea it of that. Is. I love it. Now, Greg, we gotta get we got to get to the theater. This sounds like a really cool play. We don't talk enough about the great no, we don't, theater actually. on Cape Cod. No, we don't. And we do cover it at capecodtimes.com slash entertainment. This show has been getting a lot of buzz. It's playing at the Dennis uh, Union's Gertrude Lawrence stage. Dennis Union Church's Gertrude Lawrence stage. Route 6A, 713 Main Street, Route 6A. I think that's right in the center of Dennis. It's right on the corner. With Across the, from the library. It's right on the green there. Next to the fire station. Exactly. So the show is Assassins by John Weidman with music and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim. He's very famous. So it's a one-act historical revusical, they call it. So I yeah. guess they sing, that explores the dark side of the American experience through people 
including John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald, who assassinated or tried to assassinate U.S. presidents. The director emphasizes that it's not glorifying or celebrating assassins, but it's it's celebrating other Americans whose resilience, fortitude, and strength is what our country stands for. But some of the assassins or would-be assassins on stage, John Wilkes Booth, that's President Lincoln, David Herald, who was an accomplice of Booth, Charles Guiteau, who assassinated Garfield. He got Squeaky From, who I, attempted something Ford, on Gerald Ford. Ford yeah. Sarah Jane Moore, who did likewise, I believe. Oh, and then I guess President Gerald Ford makes an appearance. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, Giuseppe Zangara, who tried to kill FDR. Holy moly. Anyway, this is playing. Interesting. Uh, Thursdays through Saturdays and 2.30 p.m. Sundays. So three more performances through March 1st, 2020. It's a $25 ticket, Greg. Sounds pretty yeah. wacky, right? Yeah, it does. It sounds very interesting. I mean... They sound kind of scary. It does. It does. But maybe it's, you know, kind of provocative. They say here in our review that Bo Jacket is frightening as John Wilkes Booth, uh, who seems so frightening with that mustache. Yeah, he's just a very scary guy. What did he yell? Uh, Six Semper something? No, he said... Uh, no bum Greg as he <laughs> jumped off the balcony of the Ford Theater. Did he say he did, something like that? He did say that. Uh, yeah, that's it. Somehow got transposed it's been, into it's, some, it's been misinterpreted yeah, over, the over, over the years. No some, bum Greg! This is some Latin, you know. Uh, uh, Latin that means no posteriosus on the Gregus. <laughs> well, Greg, we have rambled through yet another super Cape Cod fun show podcast. I want to thank everyone who makes it possible including Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for all the great music. Greg, thank you for being here. Oh, it's always my pleasure. Till next time. Till next week. Keep having fun. And see ya. Hey, that guy's got nothing behind him. (laughs) There's no cheeks. What is the matter? Is that Greg? Greg, you forgot your butt.